levels. But the levels, the levels, the levels is good. I think it's time for us to go in. Hey, yo, Tom, go ahead and start the show. Show. Start. Now. This is twice in a row you've done this to me. I hate you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> well, why do you treat me so bad? For real, for real. Okay. Video people. Reset, rewind, and reload. <clears throat> this is what I'm talking about. Yo, did I hit the did I hit the re the record button yet? Man, here we go. 30 seconds into it and I don't got no video feed yet. I have no yo we are I don't, I don't appreciate this pimpin. I don't appreciate this. Can we can we get up in here? Hey, that's all I'm asking. Can we get up in here? Looks like we may be good. Looks like we may be good. Looks like we may be back. Let's see how Let's see how things really are. Can I can I get my intro? Can we get that in here? Thank you. Cause everywhere we go, people wanna know who we are. So we tell them this is the mighty, the mighty sports podcast. Cause everywhere we go, people wanna know who we are. So we tell them this is the mighty the mighty sports podcast evening and welcome back to another edition of the mighty sports podcast i am your host and one and only talent l e little deportivo taylor actually we got like two shows left into the into the podcast this year we got two episodes left into this season of the podcast. So I am more like talent senioritis, Taylor. We're coming down to the end, and I'm telling you, I'm not saying that I'm sandbagging it, but I can't wait for it to be done. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like, I'm actually the kid that's going to do his work all the way through the end of the, uh, under the semester. Am I happy about it? No. Especially when I see everybody else already taking off, allegedly. Man, my happy body, no. But we got a big show for you guys today, so I'm glad that you're here with me. Wherever you listening to the podcast, wherever you watching it live, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, the behind the scenes cam on Instagram, wherever you watching it at, I appreciate you. Or wherever you listening at, wherever you listening on Pandora, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts at, I appreciate that as well. We got a big show for you guys today. We got a really big show. I mean, like, really big. Really, really big. We're talking about, like, that forbidden category in your P-Hub, <laughs> right? In, in, in your P-Hub website, big. All right, we're talking about really big. We finally, we finally may get into this Jew story. I got a Jew story for you guys. Do I got do I got the story time? Do we got the story time sound up in here? Okay, we got the story time sound up here. So we got we got a juice story for you guys, right? Of course, you know we got a Bluetooth promo code to give out to you guys sometime in the sometime in the podcast. So stay alert for that. That's coming up. We have 
Las Vegas, we have Las Vegas crushing New York. We got NBA free agency. We got the birthday shout outs coming out at the beginning of the podcast. Yep, we got actually birthdays, 29th and the 30th. So if you know anybody that had a birthday yesterday or today, go ahead and start adding them in the podcast. Go ahead and start dropping their names in the comments so that we can go ahead and give them a birthday shout out as well. Yo, we got Summer League right around the corner. You're talking about by the time we... When we come back and do our next podcast, Summer League may have started already. And we may have been lucky enough to witness Victor Wambayu play his first official, unofficial NBA game. We got ESPN free agency to talk about as well as NBA free agency. I know you guys. Right, we got we got yo, we got this Conor McGregor story we've been sitting on for a while now. We, we have all that and more coming up next. And dumbass NFL players coming up next right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. But you know what we say? You know what we say? Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a blast on the Mighty Sports Podcast. So let's start talking. Woo! Back at it. <laughs> like a sports fanatic. My teeth. It's feeling all over my skin. Sports. <laughs> ah! Oh, man. Guys, I let me let me start off by saying how much I always miss you guys. Like, I, I know you guys were like, yo, we just saw each other two days ago. What's going on, Squirt? Oh, shit. I see you here for your birthday shout out. I see you here for your birthday shout out. I see Squirt popping up in the pod being call in hotline. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Listen, he's just here for the birthday shout out. He's here, he's here for nothing else. Like 364. I, I, listen, I'm not calling him out because everybody because everybody's almost like this. He just happens to be one of the people I'm close enough to, and he's here right now for me to call him out on. 364 days out of the year. He may not listen to the podcast. But the one day that I know that people do listen to the podcast, I know he's listening to the podcast, is when it comes time for his birthday shout-outs. So you know what? Let's go ahead and get in right into it. Let's go ahead. Let's not drop the ball. Let's get out, let's get these birthday people what they want. Hey yo, DJ Mighty, go ahead and drop that beat for me. Because yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. It's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your b- b- because it's your birthday. We sing happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Hey, yo, you know we do here in the Mighty Sports Podcast. We're to give a little birthday shout out everybody had a birthday the last time we was on the air. So that means we're covering everybody that had a birthday yesterday on June 29th. We're covering everybody that had a birthday today on June 30th. And oh boy, is it going to be a celebration. I don't know if you guys know this, right? But it is officially Cancerian season. It is officially... So I want so as I'm giving these birthday shout-outs, right? Because I'm not because we won't be recording for the second half of the Cancerian celebration. I just want to say happy birthday to all of my Cancerian brethren and sisters out there. You guys know how we do. You guys know how I do. Yo, I love you all. You know what I mean? Each one, teach one, reach one. We spread the love and love is given. Right, so we wanna say, so let's first off, let's say, let's start off with the birthdays from yesterday. Let's start off with the birthdays from yesterday. We got a couple of birthdays, love you too, Squirt. 
right? We're still up with the birthdays from yesterday. We got a birthday for Andrew Granda. Yo, where's my paper at? Where's my, hold on one second. One second. Andrew Granda. No, he's not on that one. And he's somewhere with here in his rule book. But what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is that I met Andrew Grandado while ha while while I have I, I, it was a pleasure of mine while being employed with Platinum Pro Wrestling. When 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 was that? That was was it last year? Almost around this time. It was last year, April, where I met Andrew Grandado for the first time when we had our event in Naples. That 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 took place over two weekends. Come on, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Match after match after match after match after match after match. That's when I learned about the rules. And one of the rules that I learned is that when it's Andrew's birthday, Andrew gets a shout out. Happy birthday, Andrew Grandado. And if you break the rules, not you, Andrew, because it's your birthday weekend. You're allowed to break the rules. Everybody else out there, if you break the rules and he comes for you, Right? It's your fault, because I'm warning you right now, don't break the rules if you don't want to see Andrew Gundado knocking at your front door. I'm just saying. Also want to say happy birthday to my homegirl of mine, Kim Hershkeen. Happy birthday to you. Right? And then, and then, and then, we get to Squirt. Yes, it was his birthday yesterday. This is one of my army... His name is Marcus Squirt. Marcus Schwertner. See, I'm, over, I'm, already, I'm already mixing up the last day. Now, if you're... If you're in the military, and I, and I call, and the military is like a one big locker room, right? If you're in the military, you have to realize, damn near everybody gets a nickname. And then there's those people that gives everybody nicknames. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. Like, I am the nickname. But, but I'm going to tell you something, all right? Over the years, right? Which is very weird. Because when, when you're a nickname giver, people look forward to the nickname you're going to give them. Like, even though it's been a couple of times, like, people are like, yo, you don't got a nickname for me yet? I'm like, just let it flow. You keep trying to force it. Like, you keep wanting a nickname. Like, like I'm going to end up calling you Bugaboo. <laughs> but Marcus Schwertner was deemed the nickname Squirt simply because Schwertner at the time was a little... <laughs> it's like, see, getting a new soldier into your unit... It's like getting a player drafted to your team, right? It's like Tingus Pingus, and then you learn that his real name is Christoph Perzingis, right? Squirt, Schwartner. Happy birthday to you, Marcus. Appreciate you, brethren, for listening to the show. Now, another army brethren of mine, right? Right? Who has actually a birthday today. He actually has his birthday today, and that goes out to one Mitchell Howard. Mitch. Mitch. Where did I meet Mitch at? Was Mitch, we met Mitch in, Mitch is from Germany, right? Yes, we met Mitch in Germany. There's a lot of people I met in Germany, but listen, it doesn't matter if I met them in North Carolina, South Carolina, Germany, Kentucky, Israel, St. Louis, Indianapolis, Kentucky, I just said Kentucky, but they're not. At Thoroughbred, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, or 13. Right, the, the love is the same, yo. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep, he was with us in Germany. Got confirmation from Squirt. See, only, only listen. It doesn't matter where I know you. Like, the love is, love is the same. It's just that my memory is already at the point where everything is merging together. Like, I couldn't tell you the difference between kindergarten and senior year for me. 
It all it all was the same thing. They all merged together. In in in, in my senior year of high school, I, I was getting ready for graduation while taking naps and drinking juice boxes. Ah, I'm the same. Like this is what happened. They all merged together. So let's go ahead and give these, uh, and let's finish up our happy bir our birthday shoutouts, right? So to Andrew and to Kim and to Marcus, I mean Squirt and to Mitch, we want to wish you all a happy birthday. We hope you party hard, especially since it's July 4th weekend. Like, isn't this official? Like, like what is it now? 200 plus years? 17, you talking about since 1776 we've been doing this? So you go out and celebrate your birthday with America's birthday, right? And we get one big birthday orgy going on. Yo, my boy Lou just texted me like you don't know. Hold on. Like... You don't know. Like this motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? Like he ain't know we've been doing this eight years and running. And this is supposed to be my ace. This is supposed to be my this is supposed to be my ace boom cool. Like one of my day ones. You know what I mean? Like this is supposed to be one of my like like this, like I I'm a godfather to his kid, and yet he's over here acting like he don't know I'm recording. But I'm gonna go to Sharp I, I, I am heading out to premieres tonight. Going to premieres after. I don't know why. Listen, I don't, I don't even know why he's asking because he's trying to hop on the sticks. He wants to play some video games. But he's trying to hop on the sticks, and I'm trying to have somebody hop on my stick. So I'm hop, So I'm heading to premieres to play some pool. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. If you know what I'm saying. Let's finish with the birthday shoutouts, right? Sorry, sorry guys, sorry guys. Let's get it going, let's get it going again, right? So to Andrew, the rule maker, and to Kim, and to Squirt, and to Mitch, we want to wish you all a happy birthday. We hope you party hard, you enjoy everything, you regret nothing, but more importantly, you continue to stay mighty. Woo! Especially since it's the weekend. Especially since it's the weekend. You know what happens on the weekend, right? You gotta get your weekend at Bernie's on. Oh yeah, you gotta get your weekend at Bernie's on. If you're not being held up by a battle buddy, you're doing it wrong. That's all I'm saying. Get your weekend at Bernie's on. Hey yo, DJ my team. I think I think they've gotten enough love today. Let's go ahead and cut that beat. And let's get right into our first topic of the day. Let's you know you know how we like to start it off. How do we do this? First of all, first of all, first things first. First things first. First of all, first of all. about to look into the mic for this one i apologize brace yourself anybody listening keep my team's name out your fucking mouth Woj, espen can't stop a nosebleed <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I went, I went, I went slightly Bart Scott. All of a sudden, James Harden is a free agent. All we've heard is James Harden is gonna re is gonna go to Houston. Oh, James Harden may sign. Now suddenly, now suddenly, his name is tied to the New York Knicks. His name is tied to the L.A. Clippers. 
I'm not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe. I'm not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe. I know what you're trying to do here. James Harden. You do the same thing with Kyrie. They do the same thing with New York every freaking free major free agent. Let's tie their name into the New York Knicks. Let's see if we can drive up the price in this market. The Knicks don't want anything with James on in here. You take his bad juju choking ass somewhere again. Tired of these shenanigans. Why do we want the little fat fuck want uh, fat fuck, huh? Because you know the saying. He's already shenan once. You're going to give the opportunity to shenan again? Nah. Nah, B. Not on my watch. When the name James Harden came across my wire saying he was tied to the New York Knicks, I almost lost my cool, but then I realized, no, 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 no. Yum ho rende ko, yum ho rende ko. Yum ho rende ko. I will not let you kill my vibe. I will not let you penetrate. My force field of positivity. By tying Basuda athletes to my franchises. Just to get clicks. Just to get likes. Just to get responses. Just to drive up the mark. No! No, no, no. You don't love me, yes, I know now. Because if you did, you wouldn't put my Knicks in these kind of scenarios where it does not apply. <sighs> now, we actually have come to a conclusion on this James Harden thing. But before this came to a conclusion, came to this crescendo... The only way this is making sense to me, because these things don't make sense to me. Call Anthony Towns tied to the New York Knicks. Why? Him and Tom Thibodeau didn't get along before. Zach Levine tied to the New York Knicks. Why? We don't need somebody that we need to load manage. Paul George tied to the New York Knicks. Why? We don't need somebody we need to load manage. Zion Williamson tied to the New York Knicks. Why? We don't need somebody we need to load manage. Is Tom Thibodeau a load manager? Does he look like Mariah Mills? So why are you keep tying people's names to the New York Knicks that you know isn't going to fit Tom Thibodeau's culture? Or you know that Tom Thibodeau isn't going to treat him like your favorite corn star and manage their loads? No. There's only one person he would manage their load, and that's Derrick Rose. And that's because what happened to him, he... That's because what he did with Derrick Rose. As long as Tom Thibodeau has a job in this league, Derrick Rose will have a have a, will have a roster spot until he announces his retirement. Even though the New York Knicks released Derrick Rose this all, uh, um, coming up this offseason. We'll get into that a little bit later. Keep him away. Like I said, I, I don't... I, I'm sorry. I'm almost relapsing again. That's the only, like, the only way I, I could have seen this, that seen this possibly happen is if maybe there was... A multi-team trade, a three-team trade to send James Harden elsewhere while we bring back an asset and another and we send out maybe some young players and a couple of picks. That's the only way I saw this happening. But think, 
the basketball goods. That none of this has happened. James Harden is off the market. We'll let you know where he went to in a little bit. The New York Knicks are at least safe from having to cut the beard. But their names are still being dangled around for the Paul Georges of the world. But it's not the Paul George that intrigues me this year. It's the names that could possibly come up. In the, and I know this always happens. Like, oh, well, once all, once all the big names are like, well, the Knicks are kind of in place for next year. Well, they kind of are. For disgruntled individuals like Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. For individuals that are randomly, and I forgot who did this. I had their information, but individuals who are randomly switching their organization, their representation, their agents, and signing with agents that are very friendly with the Knicks organization. And these are real things that are happening. Now, how do these little dots connect? We don't know if we'll ever form a Ryan's belt with this. But... It is something to buckle up for. It really is. Because I honestly believe for some odd reason the New York Knicks will be making a move this offseason. And it started the moment that they began their offseason transactions of releasing certain individuals and how certain other individuals re-signed with the New York Knicks. But Harden to the Clippers, Harden to the Knicks, that never sounded right to me. It never never made sense to me. And ultimately, neither one of those happened. Ultimately. Neither one of those happened. So, it not making sense to me, if it didn't make sense to you, you was on the right track. It was all smoke and mirrors. It was all smoke and mirrors. But it was just enough smoke and mirrors to cause enough of an uproar. Where I had to count down 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And bring myself down to calmness and stillness. Because I was like, yo, I'm tired of you people. Yo, you Six feet. Six feet. Because if you're an arm, I'm going to snuff you. Factual six feet. But... While James Harden isn't going to the New York Knicks or the LA Clippers, <laughs> right? Let's actually let's continue on. And I find it funny, intriguing even, that ESPN, 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 they have been pulling off transactions as if they're preparing to sign Kyrie Irving, James Harden. And Paul George in the offseason. What do you mean? What do I mean? Ah, bandito. If you haven't heard by now. Right? Danger zone, danger zone, danger zone, danger zone. I didn't even tell you to get your drinks ready for the birthday shout outs. I didn't even tell you to get a shot ready. I didn't even tell you to pack your bowls yet. Go ahead, yo, listen, listen to my Sports Podcast. It's one of the, it's, it's, we're down to the next to last episode of the season. 
Get your beers out. Get yourself a shot. Roll up a joint. Pack a bowl. Fire up your rig. Roll up a blunt. Pack your steamroller. Whatever you do, come and join your boy for a little intoxication and liberation of sports. Reiteration. ESPN has released what is said to be about 20 or approximately 20 or 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, approximately 20 on-ear talents, approximately. Some of them, as I very love them, that's why I'm like, yo, if you listen to the names they they that they released, right? You would really think You would really think that they were preparing themselves for a blockbuster sign. Now, it's weird because I don't I, I haven't heard about the I didn't fo- I haven't followed up, I should say, on where Shannon Sharp is going. But from what I hear, he may be either going to Showtime with Paul McAfee, maybe? Or wherever Paul McAfee is with. Or he may be joining First Take at ESPN. We'll see. Maybe he gets his own show. We'll see. Don't know quite yet. But this is some of the names. The... Right, ESPN releases... I'm not going to wait for that every time. Just to let you know. You better shorten that up. There's a parade inside my city, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> they release Rob Nikovich, Chris Chilios, Neil Everett, Ashley Brewer, Jean Lee, Jordan Cornette, which I find weird because didn't Jordan Cornette do a show with his wife? Or don't under Cornette's a, a bundled group? Or are you are you firing Jordan but keeping his wife? Wow, but you're also firing Steve Young. And then now we're gonna start getting to the point where you're gonna be like, damn, Matt Hasselbeck is gone. Danger zone. David Pollard. Jason Fitz. Dang, 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 Jason Fitz is always, is always, I always found him intriguing. I, I always liked him for his weird, different um, perspective on it because Andrew Grandado finally liked it. Those are the rules. Those are the rules, Andrew. If I'm gonna give you a birthday shout out, you're gonna have to at least like, go ahead, at least like the post. These are the, these are the rules. These are the rules. I don't make them. You have the rule book. I'm just following them. <laughs> Happy birthday, Bridget. David Hasselbeck, Jason Fitz. Right, Jason Fitz, what was I saying about him? Because he came from a music background. As a guy that just loves sports and also came into the communication business. So I always, always found it interesting on, on his perspective on sports. When everybody, when everybody is, going, is blowing up, going left and right, where his lane, his, his lane or field of view always... Always landed on. Now come for some of the blockbuster names. 
right? Lafonso Ellis, he's gone. Danger zone. Susie Cobbler, she's gone. Danger zone. Ta 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 Danger zone. McShay, he's gone. Which means the name is be holding on to the other one. Vince Carter, he's gone. Danger zone. Jeff Van Gundy, he's gone. Danger zone. Jalen Rose. He's gone. Danger zone. But yeah, Jacoby's still there. Jacoby, I, I, I see. J, I don't see Jacoby gone. Was, was, has Jalen and Jacoby already been split up? That I know of. Was Jacoby already fired? And let go in, in their previous ones. The, um, and that's why I haven't seen a uh, Jalen and Jacoby showing sometime. I got, I gotta look into that. I gotta look into that. You guys, yo, yo, if you guys know, drop in the comments. Let me know. Because I don't, I don't claim to know it all. I, 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 I just couldn't talk about it all. We just here to talk about it. Talk to him. Right? Yeah. Now, I said Jeff Van Gundy, who hurts me. But I'm hoping that Jeff Van Gundy, maybe he joins the New York Knicks staff. Right? SNY, whatever it is, right? And maybe he and maybe he stick and maybe he stays on as one of the voices for the New York Knicks. Maybe he gets a job. In NBA again, <laughs> we'll see, right? But he's he he's fired, and not for nothing. With all of these names fired, if all of these names let go, NBA TV, you can really up your programming with these names. You really can. Now, the two names that probably surprised me the most: Keyshawn Johnson and Max Kellerman. I am surprised they're leaving. Now, while they are releasing all these individuals, it is probably safe to say 99% of them will have, will have a job within the next three months. As you know, they're going to be severanced out, right? To help cover expenses, right? To help cover expenses while they transition to their new employer. I'm just keeping you guys, I'm just, I'm just keeping you guys like, like honest. But a lot of these individuals are gonna are gonna have jobs in three months, so you'll see them pop up, and it's gonna be, I'm gonna be in, I'm gonna be intrigued to find out who we're gonna see where when September comes around, when August rolls around, right? Where's Vince Carter gonna land? Probably back with NBA TV. Where's Jeff Van Gundy gonna go? Let's hope he gets signed with the with, um, with, the, with the Knicks broadcast. Jalen Rose, Showtime, Max Kellerman. HBO Sports, maybe over the Showtime, maybe Fox, Keyshawn Johnson, maybe Show. So, as I'm looking at this, I'm like, you, these guys are even gonna get absorbed, right, by either Fox, Yahoo Sports, Showtime Sports. I said Fox already. I don't know who, um, who, um. Damn it, I'm forgetting his name. Paul McCartney, not Paul McCartney. Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers's voice. He wrestles now, too. I don't know why I'm. And I said his name earlier. I don't know why I'm blacking out on his name. But maybe they go sign with him. But also, it's his recent contract 
that is probably causing a lot of their stir up, right? Because if he's getting that much from YouTube or Showtime, whoever, if you're Keyshawn Johnson, why are you, why can't you get that same kind of deal? If you're Max Kellerman, why would you be going after that same kind of deal? Jalen Rose, right? Why wouldn't you be going after that same kind of deal? If he's getting paid that much through podcast money. So, now granted, now granted, I'm not saying that all of these, I'm not saying that these individuals are being let go because they were trying to go after, I'm forgetting his name, Mick, Mick Money, right? <laughs> they were going after Mick Money's, Mick Money's dollars. No, no, no. I don't even think it was that. Disney was just doing um, company-wide cuts. While we're talking about, while sports-related, we're talking about these um, approximately 20 individuals that are released from ESPN. Disney has released 7,000 employees worldwide. Countrywide. So they're downsizing, period. And if you look, there's a lot of millions of dollars. Like I said, if the NBA just spent a billion dollars in free agency in a couple of hours, ESPN just saved themselves a couple of triple-digit millions by releasing Keyshawn, Max, Jalen Rose, Todd McShay, Steve Young, Matt Hasselbeck, Jeff Van Gundy, Vince Carter. Even though I don't think Jeff Van Gundy and Vince Carter may have been getting, may have been on, on, on the upper edge of the scale. Jason Fitz has renegotiated, um, I, I think, once already. So he's already in there for more money. Rob, um, Rob Ninkovich. Like, so, so you can understand, some of these guys were being, were, were player-paid players. You know, we're getting played... Like decent money because you know players, you know knowledge, things like that. Also, the also the shows that they've had since then. I think let's think about this. With Max Kellerman and Keyshawn Johnson left, we didn't hear anything about um about J about about Jay Will. So that makes it sound like Jay Will is gonna still be here. What happens to that morning show? As I'm like, that's what I'm. That, this is where I'm getting at. Is that when September rolls around, it's gonna be interesting to see who's now calling games for the ESPN when it comes to the basketball games, right? Who's giving you expert commentating when it comes to the basketball games? Jeff and Vince Carter isn't there. Who's calling the games that Jeff Van Gundy isn't there? Who's also um I am um the Jalen Rose like who's covering their time slot for the Jalen Rose um for Jalen and Jacoby or their podcast or get, or their ex, who covering their expertise? Max Kellerman and Keyshawn Johnson was part of the six to ten morning show that replaced that replaced Mike and Mike. Who now takes over that show? Who's the new morning show? Does that morning show now stay with Jay Will? Because remember, this was something different before. It was Jay Will, Keyshawn, and Zubin. Zubin got had health issues. They brought in Max Kellerman. Max is gone and Keyshawn is gone. Jay Will stays. Jay, or Jay Will's still around. Is Jay Will now part of the next 6 to 10 morning crew? Who's going to get that national spot now from 6 to 10? A lot of people that you would have possibly thought would get it is gone. Believe it or not, Jordan Court, the, the Cornets, they're gone, right? Um, 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 who else in here? Chelios, gone. Who else can I think of? That, that may be about it. <laughs> right? Like, but who knows if you could have slid somebody like Jalen Rose into that slot? Because Jalen Rose is super talented. Like he could have been, but he's not there anymore. No, not there. Part of the afternoon drive. But but you've already seen some of these some of these transactions. So. Chris Canty, he's still around, right? 
Um, it sounds and there's a couple of big guys. Um, Chris Canty. Uh, um, 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 Mike. Um, Michael K. He's obviously still there. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Rick DiPietro. He's still around, right? This is this is a lot of the this is a lot of the New York crew because a lot of these names too that you're seeing. It's some of this mid. It's, it's some of that Midwest talent. It's, on a, it's part of that ESPN Chicago. So if you're familiar with some of these, like a lot of this is some ESPN Chicago. Some of these other ESPNs. The only name I can really see tied to like ESPN New York, Jeff Van Gundy, but he doesn't really come on the radio. Like I said, Max Kellerman and Keyshawn. They're part of the they're part of the full blown morning show. They they have the morning drive hour. Our words. We'll keep an eye on that. We will keep an eye on that. But while we keep an eye on that, let's go ahead and take our first break. I know I know you guys hate breaks. You're like, yo, I don't listen to podcasts for breaks. But you know what? You will this time. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. We are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only talent senior writer, Taylor. Listen, if you listen to the podcast, listen, lay your head on your pillow, take a pull of your joint, and just relax, relax, because this pod's made for you. <laughs> listen here. One of the reasons why this ends up being one of the last shows of the podcast because we, even though the NBA finals has been over for some time now, we can't leave out of here without talking about the first couple of days of free agency. We can't get out of here without talking about that first few hours of free agency frenzy. Because I'm telling you, there's been a, you heard me say it earlier. I've been telling you, there's a lot of money been thrown around over a billion dollars issued out in contracts already. Listen, players are out here literally hitting their... Literally. Literally hitting the jackpot. Because... Everybody has a price. Let's talk about some of these numbers, right? We got Jeremy Grant, they said, returning to Portland. Five years, $160 million. Kyle 
Kyle Kuzma robs the Washington Bullets for an additional four years, $102. Bruce Brown chases the money after winning the chip and signs with the Indianapolis Pacers on a two-year, $45 million deal. We have Austin Rees no longer looking confused as he signs a four-year, $52 million contract with the L.A. Lakers. Karis LaVerse decides he will stay in... Cleveland! This is for you! For an additional three years and three... Sorry, three years and 32 million dollars. Right? Josh Hart, he opts in to his player option the New York Knicks for $12.9. This just in, Dennis Schroeder agrees to a two-year, $26 million deal with the Raptors. That's a... But we did what we do. Welcome back to the Warriors Invitational, baby. That's what we do. Not bad. Wrong one. That's, that's another guy probably chasing the money after blowing that four-year hundred million dollar deal or whatever it was at the time look at this two years 26 like he signed a one year man he literally because what what has he made over the four years that over that same time frame this guy may have easily left let's be nice and call it 60 million dollars on the table I know, I know he was offered way more than that. I'm just trying to think what the difference is between what he's made up so far. And I'm being nice by saying 60 mil. But he may have left easily $60 million on the table. By listening to, by taking his agent's advice of opti- of not re-signing with the Lakers and testing the market and then getting shafted by the market. And then when, and then when that happened, realized, yo, my, my agent screwed me and it fired his agent. He ain't the first one to do it. He de- he definitely ain't the first one to do it, but that's his situation. But this is in two years, $26 million. That's not even news. Anybody who else signed with Toronto? Yeah, I can see here. Toronto, Toronto. That may be Toronto's <laughs> biggest or acquisition, biggest transaction so far for the offseason. But also, we're talking about free agency being three hours and 37 min- 38 minutes old. Like that, that's that's literally how long it's been, but we're glad that we're here. So let's let's pause on Josh Hart for a second, right? Because Josh Hart taking it, I'm um, um, taking his contract, uh, opting into his contract. You and was he the only player that did that? Not for the New York Knicks. Talking about for this season. No, he wasn't the only player to do that. So he opts in, which leaves the New York Knicks more flexibility to be able to either sign or redo contracts this year or sign somebody in the offseason. So what I'm what I'm probably going to anticipate is that you're going to want to take care of Josh Hart. You're going to have to take, not want to, the New York Knicks now have to take care of Josh Hart. Josh Hart ended up being, if, if Jalen Brunson was the heart of the team, he became the soul. It's really that simple. He's one of those guys. 
And you've seen how he balled out for us this year. You saw how he bought into the team this year and how he's 100% fully embraced, embraced New York as if he was coming over from the Green Bay Packers. Fully embraced New York. Balled out, gave his all. And now in the offseason, to help the New York Knicks have flexibility, when's the last time you heard of a team a lot, uh, giving the New York Knicks flexibility? Boy, if, if you guys don't realize... Knicks fans, other fans, what's going on, Emmanuel? We see you. The phone lines are open if you would like to call into the podcast. But if you don't see that the times are changing in New York, then you're blind. Josh Hart. Josh Hart didn't opt out of his contract. He could have opted out and opted back in to a four-year, $100 million contract. Yeah, at least four years, 100 mil, four years, 102 mil. Yeah, he could have easily have done that. But no, he, he, he stayed team-friendly. So they're going to have to take care of him. What am I, what, what I am anticipating is that as the season progresses, and you see the New York Knicks trying to make a cut, see if they can make any mid-season moves as they get closer to the um, to the deadline. See who's unhappy, who may want to go, who's trying to sell, who's who's trying to salary dump, who who out there may fit the Knicks culture. Which, if you guys haven't realized by now, is a is a watered down. And I even say watered down version, but comes from the same tree as the Miami Heat culture. This is all from Pat Riley. We're doing good here in the Mighty Sports Podcast. We're doing real good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, 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 looks like he was trying to call in. I missed you there. So I'm gonna anticipate that the New York Knicks takes cares of takes care of Josh Hart possibly midway through the season. Right around that deadline, they'll go ahead and redo his contract. So they don't have to worry about him going into the offseason having to worry. They'll go ahead and do his during the midseason. Also, doing it midseason also allows them probably to save themselves probably a couple more million dollars than waiting to the offseason when everybody is, is clamoring for money and they have to worry about them being a possibly influx uh, in, influx of money being out there and him getting overpaid. Emmanuel, welcome to the Mighty Sports Podcast. How you doing? What do you want to talk about? Talk to me. Yeah. All right, looks like we don't have Emmanuel. I thought we I thought we did, but thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Maybe we'll try this back another time. All right. We're going we're going to release Emmanuel. <laughs> but also recently being re-signed, right? So keep an eye on that New York Knicks. Keep an eye on that New York Knicks. Josh Hart having his contract redone in the middle of the season. Versus having it done this off season, and by doing that, we'll see what we can get. We really will see what we can get. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I've been so trying to stay away from this Paul George thing, but the more I think, the more at time goes on, the more I keep hearing the name keep coming up. Just way too much. It may it may take a multi team trade, but just know. But okay, you know what? You know what? 
The only reason I'm upset about the Paul George trade, if it happens, is because of what I told you. The injury, the, his injury-prone body means that we're not going to have him all season, and we may not have him when we need him the most. But is he an upgrade for Evan Fournier, for somebody that doesn't get any burn at all, who is probably going to end up being let, being traded away in that trade because we're going to have to salary dump? If you think about it that way, it is a 100% win. Because anything better than Evan Fournier is good enough. But what gets me is that Paul George is good enough to, to when you see him in that lineup, you may start fantasizing what it looks like with him in key spots, and he may not be there. And next thing you know, we over here looking at Quentin Grimes with the side eye like, what you gonna do, bro? You're not it right now. Remember, Knicks fans, this is only year four. Let's keep this in perspective. This is only year four of this current regime and this current process. This starts when they got Tom Thibodeau. If you want to start this process from the moment they drafted R.J. Barrett or signed Julius Randle, you can. That was the year before Tom Thibodeau got signed. And we've seen what that team looked like before Tibbs and now after Tibbs. Nothing that you want the Knicks to achieve. No other team has achieved it with these group of players within four or five years. You understand? What you want, the group of players that we have in other places have had seven, eight, nine years to develop, learn the league, have, an, have, have one up on these neophytes coming in, And then you take a chip. There's nothing we're going to do next year that's going to get us a championship outside of signing Giannis or possibly Joel Embiid. Nothing. So sit back. Pump your brakes. Relax. Sip some cognac. And let this continue to play out. Tyrese Maxey didn't get re-signed this offseason either. He didn't get his money. They're putting him off to next year. That's an, that's a sign. Because why is it Philly re-signing Tyrese Maxey this year? We'll give you that reason a little bit later. At least one of the reasons in, in, in a little bit later. Cameron Johnson. He re-signs with Brooklyn for four years, $108 million. Money's flying everywhere. Money, money is literally flying everywhere. As I told you, over a billion dollars. Over a billion dollars was issued out in the last three hours and 46 minutes. Chris Middleton re-signs with the Milwaukee Bucks for three years, 102 million. Tyrion Prince. Tyrion, Priest, Tyrion Prince goes to the LA Lakers on a one-year $4.5 million deal. He ain't the only one joining the Lakers. We have the Miami Heat breaking up the band as Gabe Vincent joins the LA Lakers on a three-year, $33 million deal. Oh, but that's not the only one going out to play. Cleveland! This is for you! As Max Strauss signs with the Cleveland Cavaliers on a four-year, $64 million deal. 
Let me talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie Jackson re-signs with the Denver Nuggets on a two-year $10.5 million deal. That's not the big one that we're talking about because the one that y'all want to talk about, the one that y'all really want to talk Danger, about. Danger zone. It's the reason why Tyrese Maxey probably didn't get his money this year because James Harden opted into his contract for $35.6 million because he realized maybe I can go sign somewhere for three years and $75 million, but I am going to be losing $10.6 million somewhere. So he probably figured like, yo, I'm going to opt in this year and next year I'll take the three-year $75 million deal. Three-year $90 million. Listen, if you're signing James Harden on, the, on these kind of numbers, you're, 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 you're retorted. <sighs> Sorry. We don't want any part of his bad body-shaped ass around the New York Knicks. Yeah, he's a taco body bitch. Uh, you know, uh, upside-down pea body bitch. He's a Johnny Bravo bitch. <laughs> like, like, you understand? That's James Harden to me. He's that. Who was that again? Machine Gun? Machine... Not, not Machine Gun Kelly, but... but um. Um, um, gun bars. I forget it. I forget who always had the gun bars. Um, damn. Damn, um, damn, who has the gun bars? Go look up TRL. You guys will know who I'm talking about. URL, not TRL. URL. My bad. TRL. But look at that gun. Look, 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 look up that, that rap battle. It was a, it was a mixed gender, ver um, um, battle. And... Gunbar, I call him Gunbar because he always raps about gun bars. He always throws guns in his rap somewhere, right? Except for when he did this one, and and he roasted and he roasted this person. That's but that's still James Harden. Just when you look that up, this man I'm talking about James Harden. Kobe White resigns with Chicago on three year, forty million dollar deal. Right? We get Joe Harris. He goes to Detroit from Brooklyn. For two second round picks. Hey. No, no, I don't want that one. But we did what we do. Welcome back to the Warriors Invitational, baby. It's what we do. But since we're talking about that, Draymond Green re-signs with the Golden State Warriors for four years, $100 million. But we did what we do. Welcome back to the Warriors Invitational, baby. It's what we do. Harrison Barnes goes back to the Sacramento Kings on a three-year, $54 million deal. Mo Bamba and Malik Beasley, they get waived by the LA Lakers. You have failed this city. You have failed. You, 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 you have failed this city. <laughs> Andre Drummond realizes that unless he opts in, nobody in the market is going to pay him $3.36 million. So he opts into his contract, which is really crazy, right? Because with the new, with the, with the new... Not just new collective bargaining agreement, but with the new salary cap, right? The mid-level exemption is $12.4 million. Yeah, I'm not giving Andre Drummond 12, but still. You see the kind of money that mid-level guys are getting, right? Really mid-level guys. We're talking about, what's this, Max Strauss? Or, actually, maybe not. Gabe Vincent, three years, $33 million. That's 11 million per year. That's just under the mid-level exemption. Max Strauss. Four years, $64 million. What is that? Six, 16 million? 
Yeah, that's sixteen. That's sixteen million per year. That's a little above. Who else is right? Right on par. Karis Levert, three for thirty-two. That's under the mid-level exemption. Austin Reeves, four for fifty-two. That's what thirteen million dollars a year. That's just above the mid-level exemption. I mean, they ain't getting two for forty-five like Bruce Brown, which is like twenty-two mil. That's well above. So, if you're somebody in the league, then you gotta figure right. If you're really a decent enough player, you gotta figure that everybody's paying around twenty something million dollars play, right? But if you're not, then you are hovering somewhere around that mid-level exemption, which kind of sounds like hovering around in the NF. If you, if you want in an NFL speech, like hovering around the franchise tag. That's what kind of what I look at the mid-level exemption now as the franchise tag. <laughs> it's all from mid-level exemption. Mid-level exemption now twelve point four mil. So who's that? Who's that? Mo Bamba and Malik Beasley. Let's not forget about them. You have failed this city. Which, those are also two guys, right? Mo Bamba for his size and Malik Beasley for his versatility. They're going to get re-signed somewhere. I don't expect that. Let's put it this way. By the time we come back, actually, by the time after July 4th, I expect it to be re-signed. So by the end of the week of July 4th, I expect Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba to be signed. Now, listen to me. Depending on what they're looking for, those are really two good acquisitions. You're talking about low. If you could give them Tyrion Prince money, $4.5 million per year, Reggie Jackson money, right? $5.25 $5 million a year. Like, I'll do that. I'll do that in a heartbeat. I don't think either one of them, or, or maybe Malik Beasley may be worth the mid-level exemption. Um, If you play Mo Bamba's track, like his song, while watching him play on television, that way he can get maybe royalty checks from um, from playing on TV. But other than that, like I don't know about giving him the mid level exemption. I wouldn't give it him. But if you so those guys, you can get maybe for ten million dollars for two years. I'll take Malik Beasley. I'll take Mo Bamba. Like those are two glue guys. I would 100% take if I'm almost anybody out there. The fact that Lakers are, are getting rid of them just means it must be a salary dump. Especially when you bring in Terion Prince. Okay, I can see that. And Gabe Visit. Okay, I, okay. And, and you re-sign Austin. Okay. I can see this. I can see this switch out of the transition for each individual player. Andre Drummond. Already talked about him opting into his $3.36 million deal. Because he realized he's not going to get that money anywhere else. Was that Andre Drummond we just said that about? I guess that was. Eric Gordon. He was waived by the LA Clippers. You have failed this city. Nikolai Vujicic for the Chicago Bills. He re-signs on a three-year $60 million deal. There goes 20. Now, let's get into some the shocking part of some of this. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, I haven't even done his math yet. What is that? Four, three? Four, three? What? <sighs> I'm 
Okay, I guess. Because you have to get paid more than Jeremy Grant, who just signed a five-year... What's that? Five-year 160. That's like, what's that? A $32 million deal per year? Kuzma signs a four-year 102. That's 25 million. Yeah, you got to get more than that. Bruce Brown signed a 245. <sighs> I could understand it. I was not doing it. Kyrie Irving signs a three-year 126 million dollar deal. Talk about hitting the jackpot. He sheesh. I'm surprised. I am surprised. Like I wrote this down and I'm still surprised. I just did the math per year. I just I was just like, yo, three, one twenty-six. That's forty-three million per year Kyrie is getting. I'm not gonna lie. If I heard that a team that teams were only offering Kyrie Irving a mid-level exemption, I would not be surprised or offended. I'm surprised by this three years, one twenty-six, and offended. <laughs> and this is why I'm. But again, another guy that was randomly now tied into New York when he when when he was ready, right? L.A. when he was ready, right? We knew, like, all like, we knew that there was nobody bidding for Kyrie, and then suddenly, all of a sudden, the big markets start popping in there. All of a sudden, oh, here comes Texas. Oh, not, not, not your Texas, love Texas. Oh, here comes, here comes New York, Jersey area. Like they're gonna do that shit again. Oh, here comes Philly. Oh, here comes LA. Fuck out of here. He signed with Dallas, three for one twenty-six. Mark Cuban is being held hostage, which is good for you. Good. Good, good, good. You deserve it. After tanking at the end of the season so the New York Knicks couldn't get a draft pick, just for you to get the 10th pick of the draft and get and get absolutely nobody that you can that you can use, good for you. Good for you. To blood clot bad-minded. You'll fire up on yours. That's why, that's why now, Dallas Mavericks, who officially I'm beefing with, I don't even talk about the Dallas football team because their owner refuses to denounce racism. And I hate the Houston Texans because they're cheating asses. I, 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 I got beef with Texas. I got to make sure if I'm, if I'm going to be beefing with Texas, I'm strapped all the time because Texas is an open carry state. Better fuck around and be like, yo, Sam, but Sam out there treating that motherfucker like it's the wild, wild west. But speaking of the wild, wild west and, and yo, Sam, but Sam. <laughs> There is a player out there that is meeting with a couple of teams to possibly get signed. The former sidekick too. You know him better as Dylan Brooks. Who has so far in this free agency 
time frame has met with the Dallas Maverick, <laughs> the Houston Rockets, well, I'll say Houston Texans, the Houston Rockets, and the LA Lakers. The LA Lakers at that. Like, that's the one that intrigued the shit out of me. I was like, whoa, let's pump the bitch. <laughs> That would be interesting to see because I would like to see him learn from the guy that got him fired. <laughs> like, how is that? And honestly, why is nobody not giving Dylan Brooks a job by now? Like, like stop it right now. As if Dylan Brooks did anything wrong. You like competition. You want him not backing down from who is this generation's GOAT. Unless your name is... Brandon Miller. I didn't see his name. I just finally remembered. <laughs> Unless your name was Brandon Miller, right? Like, this generation's goat fired you, and now you possibly get the chance to learn from him and learn on how he was able to exploit you as you become his teammate and he exploits you. <laughs> and then finally, when he's done with you, he's going to have you traded, and you know what you're going to feel? Exploited. Let's continue to move on, right? We don't got much left in the podcast. Ooh, should I tell my Jew story? I've had this Jew story I've been wanting to tell. And I think I may have started this already, right? Let me talk about Julius Randle and his recent <laughs> interview on All the Smoke. Not All the Smoke, with, with Paul George. Which is what made me start to really believe that this... Paul George to New York thing may be closer than what we may have thought. That's just why I ignored it for so long. But after the interview, I didn't ignore it. Hearing how... Well, the fact that the only interview that we've ever heard Julius Randle do has now been on Paul George's podcast. Right? That That's one. Two, hearing how much he looks up to Paul George and how much he's, he says he's kind of learned from Paul George. Just to see how close they are. Right? To sort of, so, you wanna, so you're bringing in individuals that your players or your star players already trust, mosquitoes are killing me, right? You already have Josh Hart for Jalen Brunson. Now we talk about Paul George for Julius Randle. And I've learned so, I, I learned, I learned some things and, and it learned me and it learned me, yeah. It learned me to have patience. Listen to that, Paul, that, that Julius Randle interview. Something disappointed me, like to make me think that before he got injured, he didn't really study tape enough. He just kind of looked at himself and looked at how well he played to put himself in a good frame of mind. Now, that's not to say that he's not watching the tape and the film that that, that Tom Thibodeau provides to them to make sure that they study about their opponent. But I feel like he can be studying himself a little bit more and better. And I don't feel like he did that until he got injured. Julius Randle may be coming out of a whole different beast. Not only that, you also realizing that Julius Randle is not going to give up this spot anytime soon. Julius Randle, all the way through school up until now, has always been an alpha. And played like an alpha. The only time he'd ever played like an alpha is when he was with Kobe or with DeMarcus Cousins. The only, other, the only two times. Right? But he's always had a dominance to his, a domin, a dominance to his game, Right? to what he likes to do. 
he talks about his struggles, which makes me a little bit more patient with him. Not just with him, but with also like guys like R.J. Barrett and even Obi Toppin. And, you, and for the people that's hiring for Obi Toppin, listening to his interview makes me want to tell you maybe maybe pump your brakes. Because what did Julius Randle talk about in his interview that kind of intri- that intrigued me so much is the growth process of being the man on your team. Until he joined the Knicks, he has never been the guy, the go-to guy. Then he gets he gets Tom Thibodeau. They really make him believe that he can be this guy that they want him to get in better shape. And he was already in good shape, don't get in better shape. Drafted his replacement to add another fire into him and then told him to go to work. And first year he did phenomenal. Second year he realizes like, damn, they got tape on me now. They're taking away my spin move. I'm, oh, I'm seeing the extra defender here. That he had to adjust to. I think I covered this last show. That is something that he had to adjust to. And you see some of the adjustments this year, and you can still see places where he can still use improvement on. But he is improving. Like R.J. Barrett, right? It's once they have tape on you, what do you do to overcome the defense knowing your tendencies? And, and then, like I said, during the regular season, it doesn't, it doesn't stick out so much. But when you're in the playoffs and you're in a seven-game series and they're now hyper-focused on what you do, RJ, Julius Randle, you start to see the deficiencies start to shine. This is Julius Randle talking about this, and Julius Randle has been in the league now for like seven years. But this is his third year in this role. It makes me think about a guy like R.J. Barrett who has gotten better every year. And you've also seen the improvement and adjustment in his game to make scoring easier on him or to counter what may have been difficult for him the previous year based off what tendencies the defense was trying to force him into or the the tendencies of the defense period right to make him uncomfortable so it makes me realize that these guys are learning and they're growing because they are growing you can't say that they're not growing it's just now you have to go through the process and as you see, as you hear Julius Randle talk, and realize, okay, this is my third year in, in, in this role. Ah, damn, I got injured. Didn't want to get injured, but it's forced me to kind of really look inside of myself and, and really watch tape and really get a get a scope of my of my idiosyncrasies and see what I can improve. Well, what if RJ Barrett watches more tape than our, than Julius Randle? Then he's goes through that same process as well, but being the number two guy and not a number three guy. Right, and in your first year you were possibly the one A guy, but you had no structure.
because we just seen that a team that was left alone, that was unbothered, that we didn't, that they didn't need to go out and and their stars, not have to worry about anything. Slowly got better over the course of seven and eight years, and then shocked the world. And during those seven and eight years, Golden State was doing their thing, Cleveland was doing their thing. Lakers were doing their thing. Clippers is doing, like, you know, to- Toronto was doing, like, let all these teams cook. And you just learned. Got into the playoffs, got banged. Got into the playoffs, got banged. Got into the playoffs, progressed, got banged. Got into the playoffs, progressed, got banged. Got into the playoffs, progressed, progressed, got banged. But you see, they're going to keep taking steps up. One year you may make it to the conference finals, and next year you may make it to the semifinals. Just a bad draw that year, but it's an improvement. And finally, one year, bam, bam, MVP, MVP. And let's talk about this MVP for a second. I can't recall the last time that that ESPN was not trying to force a. The current champion as all of a sudden the greatest player in the league. I am shocked. Because suddenly, with Nikolai Jokic, now they want to be timid. Now they want to be thoughtful. Now they want to be mindful. Now they want to be responsible with their verbiage. Everybody else wins a championship. Oh my God. Anthony Davis gets gets dragged to a championship with LeBron James. Anthony Davis that year is considered the best big man in the game. Next you know, he's breaking into the top 75 best play. Come on. But yeah, he just got schooled by Nikolai Jokic. A guy with a 12th of the athleticism that he has. An 18th of the athleticism that he has. But has 21 times more IQ than him when it comes to basketball. It's crazy. I don't remember Anthony Davis ever winning an MVP. I don't remember Anthony Davis ever winning a finals MVP. I don't remember Anthony Davis even being healthy enough to even qualify for MVP. So, I find it very strange. It's almost like my reverse racism thing again when it comes to Nikolai, when it comes to Luka Doncic. Maybe it's a thing about European players. That they're hesitant on. I, mean, I don't want to say it's thing about white players that they're hesitant on, right? Maybe it's European players that they're hesitant on, that they that they that they don't want to give them their flowers, because when Giannis won a championship, I remember him automatically being catapulted into the best big man into the league. And oh my God, he may be one of the best that we have ever seen through all time. Where is he in the great? Blah, 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 blah. Loved him, slurped all over him. You guys did. Nikolai Jokic, you pulled back like eh, I don't know. But when is the last time you basically had a three-time MVP go ahead and run through the NBA championship and then win a finals MVP? And I say three-time MVP because he probably should have won this year too. But the only reason you didn't let him win this year because you didn't want to give him 
You didn't want to give him an MVP for three straight years because XYZ person didn't get it or this person hasn't done it in the past. Because of people that didn't get it in the past, you refused to give it to this guy. And what did this guy go out and do? Show you that he deserved it and you should have given it to him anyway by winning an NBA championship and winning finals MVP and you still ain't giving him his flowers. What is going on here? The last time I remember there being a two-time regular season MVP that now goes out the goes out and wins an MVP, NBA championship and wins a final MVP, why is he not considered the best player in the game? Why is he not the best player in the league? When is your two-time MVP that suddenly pulls out a chip not your best player? Why are you still hanging on to Kevin Durant's injured nuts? Why are you still holding on to LeBron James' old-ass saggy balls? This is how your villain origin story gets started. From the same guys with the same opportunities, but yet you're not giving you you're not giving me my love. I was underappreciated. This is how the Jokers get get born. Oh, I can't wait for him to turn this into a Gotham bloody night. The Denver Nuggets two-time champions. Make me more money, Dalek. But think about it. There has to be something either by the fact that he's European or the fact that he's white that ESPN is hesitant to give him his fly. And the thing about it is all of them. It's the black ones, it's the white ones, it's all of them. So it's odd to me. Like I said, if this was Anthony Davis, they're, 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 they're playing Tarzan from his jockstrap to crown him. This is Giannis, who I think Giannis won an MVP in the regular season and came back another year and won a championship. Look at this, two years back to back. And got shafted because you guys didn't want to, uh, because you guys had a, had, a, had a different point of view for the narrative. So instead of letting the story create itself, you created the story by giving Joel Embiid a championship just to watch him cry again at the end of the season by being eliminated. Nikolai Jokic didn't even show any emotion, but yet said, you know what? I won't do parade all the time. I like parade now. You get this to me, I do this every day. How do you, what about you, John? We've been sleeping on this. Hey, listen, I was about the transition. They've been sleeping on Nikolai Jokic for, for too long. And, and even as a champion, I feel like he's being disrespected. Because go look at the amount of praise and the amount of acting. Just, just look. Just look at the... Just listen to the... The positive verbal diarrhea that came out... That came out Derek Rose. Oh. Okay. I guess. It's gonna be sad to lose him. But Derrick Rose agrees to a two-year deal with the Memphis Grizzlies. Listen, he gets to play behind John Morant. And, and, and you know what? I like this again. Why I'm going to miss Derrick Rose? 
And I don't know why. <laughs> I'm probably going to miss Derrick Rose. And you guys who heard me in the early, early stages of the podcast, you know this is a this is a complete shock that I'm missing Derrick Rose. But the Memphis Grizzlies, again, this is another move that you see them trying to get an adult in the room. They're trying to shift from Dylan Brooks and Mr. That's funny because right after I played that Sounders when I got the alert about him going to the Grizzlies. (laughs) That's just getting an adult in the room, right? But also not just an adult. Somebody that had the athleticism that John Morant had, lost it all due to injuries, had to be humble, and has now carved out a respectful, long career without any accolades. Just love and the people's embrace. Derrick Rose is one of the people's champions. Of the NBA. He's one of the people champion. So, this is them now bringing in Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose to help with that culture. That's going Whatever culture is going on with Memphis, they're bringing in Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose to be the voices of reason and the adults in the room to this young team that, that seems like they're on the verge, on the cusp of possibly winning an NBA championship, but their own... Immaturity may be the only thing and experience, lack of experience, but ultimately immaturity is the only thing stopping them from, from progressing. Let's, 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 let's talk some weird shit, right? I, I know this has been a story I've been sitting on for some time and I haven't been able to get a chance to get it out, but, and this is probably the perfect time of year to even talk about something like this, right? But we get into... Conor McGregor, right? You guys may have seen this, and it's because it happened some time ago already. That he was doing a little stint or whatever, um, a little, I don't want to call it a stint. A sketch? A stint? I, I know, like a little sketch, right? And he's at, as, as, as he's at a game, and he's fighting with one of the mascots. And as he's fighting with the mascot, he thought he catches him with a haymaker. Wham! Boom. Mascot goes to the ground. Conor McGregor looks at him. Wham! Finishing blow. Was about to go in for a mount to the ground and pound, but realized, okay, maybe this is done. You see the mascot kind of go... They go They go to a got a tongue twister, right? To a tongue of a lower. All right, you know what I'm talking about. Throwing up gang signs. Look like, he, you know, all stiff and shit. And it looks like it's... Part of the whole act. And I say looks because what ends up happening, Conor McGregor really knocked this dude the fuck out. Conor McGregor really knocked him cold out. Don't know if he was knocked out off the first punch or knocked out on the second blow to the thing, but what ends up happening, he catches him. And I could, even I was shocked because I was like, damn, I thought that you have some protection there. What if you don't have that much protection? Like, he's hitting it like it's a big old foam pillow, but it's this much protection, maybe, right? This far out, 
if he collapses it and comes in, bam. But then, even on the front, if you're trying to hold your head up, but you haven't quite gotten to the portion where you pick up the neck of the dump of the of the mascot, and he and he comes in for another punch and catches you as you're trying to come up and he had to be hospitalized. Now. No parties are being sued, obviously, because this was all part of a promotion for 21 Crimes, Irish, Pub, Whiskey, Tequila, Wine. <laughs> right? So I don't think anything happened to him. But, yeah, Conor McGregor one-upped the Lopez brother and really knocked out. You know, you, you know Robin was somewhere looking like, yo, don't you know that you're my hero? <laughs> He's looking at him like, yo, I've been trying to do that for a decade and I haven't been able to catch one flush yet. Yo, praises to you, brethren. Praises to you, Fabrizio I was trying to talk Portuguese, but I, you know, I fucked up. It sounded different in my head. So let's continue. Let's, I may wrap it up here. I may, I may wrap this up on, on, on this weird note. Last podcast, just on Monday, we talked about the, the players that have been suspended over the last three years due to gambling, right? Two years ago, we had Calvin Ridley, right, from the Atlanta Hawks, who was now with the Jacksonville Jaguars, get suspended for a season for gambling. Last year, we saw... Shaka Tony from Washington get suspended indefinitely. Um, four players from Detroit, Quintus Cephas, C.J. Moore, Jamison Williams, and Stanley um, Berryhill all get suspended as well. Indefinitely was Quintus Cephas and more. Quintus Cephas ended up being released by the Detroit Lions along with, with Stanley Berryhill who was suspended for six games. Right? Now, we brought up a new name this year um, of... Isaiah Rogers, right? As Isaiah Rogers, we said that he, we were waiting for him to be, we was waiting for his punishment to be passed down today. Well, he is one of four Indianapolis Colts players, which is shocking to me. Like, or three Indianapolis Colts players, I should say. Nope. Four. He's one of four. He's one of four. <laughs> All right. One of three. Isn't his name not Rogers? Is his name Ryder? Hold on. One second. I had to double. I have to double check something real quick. Uh, I have a feeling I may have crossed somebody's name. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Good. So, but there are four players. So there's four additional players that were that were suspended this year. Three from one team, which I don't get. What is it with teammates? Been- Last year, it was... What did we say it was last year? It was four Detroit players. Now, this year, it's three Indianapolis Colts players. We get Isaiah Ryder's um, suspension, right? As he gets suspended indefinitely from the Indianapolis Colts. And the Indianapolis you Colts... have failed this city. ...has gone ahead and released him as well. You also have Rashad Berry, who's also... Um, who's also been suspended indefinitely and released. You have failed this city. Demetrius Taylor, 
also suspended indefinitely. You have failed this city. And that's all with the Indianapolis Colts. And then we got Tennessee Titans Nicholas Petit Fleuret. And he was the only one to get six games, but still. You have failed this city. What's going on in Indianapolis? Why you got three players? There's a parade inside my city, yeah. I don't even like you no more. <laughs> Why are there three players being suspended on some dumb shit? Seriously. Seriously. I, I, I don't get it. But you know what? You know what? You don't have to get it. But you know what you actually you know what you do need to get? Whether you need it, you want or whether you need it or you just want it. That is blue chew. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That is blue chew. What is blue chew, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. Blue chew just happens to be a little blue pill that can get you back your throat. All you need to do is open up a pack and head straight to the sack. Just a few chews before you do, 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 do. It has the same active ingredients as Vigrant Cialis. <laughs> Excuse me. So this is one opportunity you just can't miss. For a very low cost, you can beat it up like a boss. And she will love how you come through like a champ when you blue chew in advance. And if you use my promo code of GSSS, not only will you make her say from her never regions, but you can also get your first order of blue chew for free. Yes, folks, for the free, free, for free, free, free. Like I said, it doesn't matter if you need it or you want it. Listen, you could go ahead and do helicopter dick every time that you want to flaunt it. Listen, if you're the one minute man, you need to get back up your stamina. Or maybe you got to that age where you, where you, where you, where you're like, damn, I can't do it no more like I used. To. I can no longer ram her. Maybe you need that blue chew. Maybe, maybe you don't need it at all. But you was over there talking mad shit in her DMs, and you want to make sure that you do everything that you said that you was gonna do in those DMs. Then you blue chew it, because when it comes to blue chew, there's only two instructions: you chew it and you do it. How you do it is up to you. Think of this like kung fu. Whatever your style is, whether it's doggy style, or missionary style, jackhammer style, or froggy style, um, 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 um. Alabama taco style, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't matter. You pick your style and you chew it and you do it all night long, all night. I call that my line, the Richie style, all night long, all night, yeah. Cause everyone you meet is fucking in the streets all night long, all night, yeah. Blue chew. Chew it. Do it. Alright, let's get into it. Let's 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 get ready to wrap up as we get into our last topic of the show. And we go and we show some love to our ladies. You know how we like to our ladies. If you missed it last night, it wasn't it wasn't entertaining. It wasn't a good game. Las Vegas Aces crushed, crushed the New York Liberty, crushed. While it was only a nine-point game at the half, it seemed like it was even more than that. By the end of the third quarter, that nine-point deficit would turn into a 23-point lead for the Las Vegas Aces as they will go on to beat the New York Liberty 98-81 to to improve to a record of 14-1 and as the Liberty dropped to 10-4. and 
Like, what, what were we doing here? We were looking at these numbers, right? The, 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 the New York Liberty were led by all, um, um, New York's Liberty was led by all scorers. That's all I'm trying to say. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. <laughs> Brianna Stewart from the New York. That's not what I'm trying to say at all either. Kelsey Plum from the Las Vegas Aces led all scorers with 18 points. Every single one of her teammates would put up double digits. Point like that. That's why I tell you, Las Vegas Aces, from the very beginning I told you, Las Vegas Aces should be the favorite to win an NBA championship. A WNBA championship, and it, and I'm telling you right now, it, it is not looking good for the rest of the league as they as 15 games in, they've only lost once. You had Kelsey Plum drop 18. You had Asia Wilson drop 16. You had Young and Candace Parker both drop 15, and then you had Gray drop 14. Like that's the kind of damage that they did. Well. Liberty, not so much. Brianna Stewart led on all Liberty scores with six with sixteen points and only five rebounds. And I say only five rebounds because you know she is one of the leading rebounders in this league, and that is a low rebounding night for her. John Quill Jones would add thirteen points and six rebounds. Um, Courtney Vandersloot would add another ten points. Um, Sabrina Ionescu would struggle as she goes three from eight from the field, only making one three pointer. She would only give them seven points in twenty four minutes. I hope this was a learning lesson for the New York Liberty because they were embarrassed. They Every point looked difficult. Every point looked like I can't get my first option. And, and it was about after the first half. Like, like, kudos to Las Vegas Aces making a second half adjustment. Right? Because even in the first half, while, while it was only like it was still a single digit game. Things was just looking too difficult for the New York Liberty. Second half adjustments were made. Las Vegas Aces tightened up their belt and made them have to work just a little bit harder. First option turned to second options. Second options turned to third options. Third options turned to turnovers. And easy baskets. I hope this was a learning lesson for the, for the New York Liberty to understand how much better they have to be if they want to be a serious contender that I bet on this year. Folks, I think we're out of here. What do we have left? We told the Juju story. We got the NBA free agency out of the way. ESPN's free agency in Las Vegas in New York. Summer League. Summer League starts on July 3rd. Summer League starts on July 3rd. That night, we get opportunity to see Victor Wambayu play his first official unofficial game. And you know everybody's going to be tuning to that random Tuesday night summer league game. But can I tell you, I'm going to be looking to see if I can get some. If I hope Orlando starts opening themselves up for tickets because if they do... I may try to see if I can go watch a summer league game in Orlando. I will go spend a whole day and just watch. Oh, my God. Because you get like four games, too. Oh, that's not in my pants. Okay. I got to go because I got to change my pants. And I got to get out of here so I can go 
eat I can eat some food and now and then head out to premieres and see my homeboy S E DJ Scepter um DJ. Folks, it's Talent Omar Taylor again. I'm sorry, Talent Senior Writers Taylor with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I thank you guys for listening, but we are out of here. Don't forget what the heat don't work, they start telling lies. Paddle the bells, cream pies.